Well, it's good to be back with you this morning. I was really blessed from just after the Masses on January 6th until just this past Tuesday the 15th to get to go to Fatima in Portugal and take a little bit of a retreat vacation. And it was spectacular. And I just want you to know, I prayed for you all over the place. I took the time to write out intentions for our parish, all sorts of ones that I carried with me. Um, and on a note card with our parish seal, had them all there. I got to celebrate Mass right there in the chapel uh, where Mary appeared, or right in front of the chapel, I should say. It's beautiful. And by the way, there's some pictures on the board that Sister Joan insisted on printing out and putting out. So you can, you know, I'm not going to subject you to a whole slideshow, but nevertheless, you can see some of the pictures from the trip. But I celebrated Mass right there where Mary appeared. I had all the intentions on the altar during the Mass, and right afterwards, I slipped them right underneath the statue where Mary appeared. Trust me, it's a legit thing, I promise. But right in the card, too, I want you to know this, is our capital campaign prayer. So that's there. It's in Portugal with our Blessed Mother. It's a good thing. So it was just, it was a wonderful trip. Prayed for you all over the place. Offered Mass for our parish. And like any good things, though, as we all know, anybody who has ever been on a trip, like all good things, they come to an end. And while, I like I said, it is good to be back. That's not a lie, I promise. But nevertheless, on Tuesday, when I arrived in Charlotte, it was like 7.30. You know, I'd been, I had gotten up at 4.30 Portugal time, which is 11.30 here. And, you know, I was kind of tired. And just, you know, you get to the end of a vacation, and there's a little bit of a letdown, you know. And so I'm walking down the, the A terminal, and there's, you know, the cross sort of hallway up there as you kind of go to the baggage claim and the moving sidewalk. And I'm just kind of walking. I'm sure I sort of had my head down a little bit, a little bit, you know, melancholic. And all of a sudden, I hear someone say, Hi, Pastor! And I kind of looked up and sort of nodded a little bit as this woman sort of walked across and out of view. And it was like, well, that was, that was nice. And then all of a sudden I kind of get up to where I'm going to make the left to go to the baggage claim and kind of look back. And this woman is still kind of smiling at me. She's like, hi, pastor, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing really well. How are you? And she said, blessed and highly favored. And I said, well, good. I said, I hope you have a wonderful night. She said, you too, pastor. And then she kept going. And I think I've encountered this woman before. But it was one of those things where all of a sudden, I was just like really kind of happy again, you know? I mean, it had been an amazing trip. I was a little bit tired, but I kind of had a little bit of a, you know, pep in my step again as I walked on to go to the baggage claim and all of that. And the whole reason I even bring this up is because in relation to the second reading today from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, you know, he's talking to them all about the different kinds of spiritual gifts. And this last line, I think, is so important for all of us to take to heart and listen to today. But one in the same spirit produces all of these gifts, distributing them individually to each person as he wishes. Now, here's the thing. That woman, I think, had the great gift of hospitality. I mean, you talk about embodying Southern hospitality and welcoming someone to Charlotte. I don't know her, but it was so great that she used that gift of hospitality, just sort of poured it out, and it was amazing. It was one of those things that it's not just a natural, hey, how you doing? You know, there was something really beautiful about that. And the thing is, as you look at this reading, as St. Paul lists all of these gifts, wisdom and knowledge and faith and healing, mighty deeds, prophecy, discernment of spirits, varieties of tongues, interpretation of tongues, all of these things based in the one spirit, my brothers and sisters in Christ, God gives to all of us individually 
gifts. Gifts to be used. Gifts to go out there into the world to make his glory known. I mean, it's the same spirit, but giving this great variety to all of us. And the fact of the matter is, there's as many gifts and varieties on those gifts as there are people in this church this morning. I think it's important to take some time this week, maybe sit down with St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. This is the 12th chapter. And even if you want to kind of go into the 13th chapter too, that's when he really starts to talk about how these gifts are animated by love. The charity is the most important thing of all. Take some time this week and read through this chapter and ask our Lord the question, what are the gifts that you've given to me? It's important that we stop and ask that sometimes and just kind of reflect on, you know, what is it that you have given me in a special way to be used out there in the world? How have I maybe used it in the past? When have I seen you working through me in these gifts that you've given me? And maybe what's, what's holding me back? What am I afraid of? And the beautiful thing is, is when you look at this, especially in relation to the gospel that we all know so well, I mean, it's the wedding feast at Cana. It's one of the most beautiful gospels, the first of Jesus' signs in the gospel of John. And to think about the way that he handles something so simple and turns it into something great. You know, you have the issue here of they have no wine. But what does Jesus do? He takes mere water and turns it into the greatest wine that the head waiter has ever tasted, right? Think about this. If that's what he does with just water, what does he do with you? You who are created in the image and likeness of God. You who are being loved into existence at this very moment. You who by your baptism are a temple of the Holy Spirit. If with mere water, He makes this incredible miracle. He changes all these things. The disciples begin to believe in him. Just think about what happens when he does something like this with you. When you stop and recognize that he has created you with gifts, with talents, and wants to put them to good use out there in the world. And as you take the time this week to kind of reflect on what it is that our Lord has given you, I really recommend Ask for the help of our Blessed Mother. Pray the rosary. Relate your life to our Lord's lives with those beautiful mysteries. And notice, Mary notices the problems. Notice what notices what's lacking before anybody else. Goes right to her son. They have no wine. When we have her help, she knows what's lacking out there in the world. She also knows what needs to be done to make things better. Ask for her help in that discernment, in knowing what it is that God has gifted you with. And then, listen to that wonderful, hard-hitting phrase that she has. This is the beautiful thing. Mary says very little in sacred scripture. So whenever you hear a direct quote from her, take it to heart. And I love this one probably more than any of the others. Do whatever he tells you. As you ask our Lord for that grace to know what the gifts are that he's given you, Ask for the courage to go out there and put them to good use. To know that he's with you all the time. To take the beautiful advice of our Blessed Mother, do whatever he tells you. Because my brothers and sisters in Christ know this. If this is what he does with mere water, turns it into wine, think about what he can do with you. It's going to be a whole lot better than the best wine that people have ever tasted. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.